2: Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and this short episode is an interview with Cottage Talk co-host Emilio Donnell on Love Sport Radio Saturday night. Emilio shared his view on the very disappointing loss for Fulham to West Ham United on the score with James Sherwood and Dave Chigi. Thank you once again to Love Sport Radio for having Emilio on, and here is the interview.
3: We are getting into last night's result from the Premier League, West Ham versus Fulham now. Uh, to look at it from a Fulham perspective, we have got Emiliano Dinello on the line from the Cottage Talks podcast. Emilio, hello. I'm very good. Yeah, good matey. Uh, we spoke a couple of weeks ago, uh, didn't we? Did, we? Yeah. And, and it feels like times have not improved for the Cottagers. Um, looking on the socials today, I saw people mm. calling for the manager a change now. In relation to preparing for next season, how do you feel um, about things like that? Where are you at psychologically as a Fulham
4: fan? Where am I? So, I've always been the optimist, of most people know, but you know, the last couple of weeks, I think I'm, really, I'm pretty much resigned. We are going down, and yeah, there was optimism. We scored early on, we still played the first 10, 10 minutes, and then listen Emilio we're
3: just going to try and get you on a better line matey because you're cutting in and out a little bit uh, so not sure where you are I'll leave that to producers uh, and then we'll get you back on the line ASAP Uh, yes but hopefully Emilio will be back with us every time I do that I mean to say Emiliano because of Salah but no it's Emilio uh, Dinello on the line Uh, we talked about this earlier Chidge but uh, the the controversial pivotal moment in that game of course was the Javier Hernandez handball for the equaliser and then West Ham going on to win 3-1. Uh, Emilio is back on the line. Hello, have we got him once more? Uh,
4: hello there, James. Is that better? Uh, you hear me better you now? are
3: sounding beautiful, my man. So uh, <laughs> we were asking where you were at psych- psychologically with your beloved club. You said you're an eternal optimist. Uh, and then continue. What was the bit after that?
4: Yeah, I think the thing is now I've lost that optimism, really. I think it's, just, it's we can't keep saying... And there's another game, there's another opportunity. We're running out of opportunity. I think we're 95% of fans have resigned themselves to... that we're going to get relegated. I'd rather we just get relegated and play with a bit more fight and spirit. But is it right to change the manager now? <sighs> uh, to be honest, I, you know, Renier, I think we've missed a couple of key plays. I think one thing that's gone unknown is Mawson got injured at the turn of the year. When he was playing a few weeks before Christmas... We weren't conceding that many goals. We were picking up a few draws and wins. And since he got injured, we're back to our old ways defensively. So Ranieri's stats look as bad as Jakanovic's. And should he be sacked? He's not going to be here next season if he, we're going to go down. So maybe it's the right thing. Let's cut our losses. Let's get someone in to put a breed a bit of confidence in the team for the rest of the season. And then let's start building for the next two to three years. I think, to be honest, if you gave me the choice now to release him or not, I'd probably say, Let's 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 release him and build for the future. New generation, someone a bit younger. And Amelia, I, I'm so,
0: you know, Amelia's chidge here. I just you know, Hi, I, I mean, look, Ranieri, yes, I mean he could have done a lot better, probably. But <clears throat> are any <throat> of you pointing the finger at the board here? I mean, I, the way I look at it, you know, from the outside looking in, I think they've got a lot of culpability in this. I mean, particularly yeah. with the kind of players they bought that were obviously unsuitable for Ikanovic, and then you know hiring Ranieri who has not really been able to do a thing with those players. I mean, is, is, and I, I hear they're putting the season ticket prices up as well, aren't they? Just to oh, kind of compound exactly.
4: everything. Exactly. It's just, it's been a disaster really from day one. I think at the end of the day, there are more deep rooted problems yeah. behind the scenes. You know, it's easy to blame the manager. It's easy to blame the players. If the players aren't good enough or aren't good enough for a particular system, you know, ultimately they're, they're going to be seen as failing. And you know, we have invested a lot of money. The commitment from the, from the owners has been immense. You know, you've seen them spent they have spent a hundred million pounds. It hasn't worked. You know, Jokanovic wasn't able to get the best, you know, play his system with the players that he got. Ranieri obviously played a different style. These players aren't necessarily suitable for his style. So they ha- they have to take responsibility. And that's where most of the-, the target is not. You know, Ranieri maybe was a knee-jerk reaction. I was all for him. I'm I mean, to put my hand up. I said, well, actually, I thought he would have steadied the ship, got us- made us more difficult to beat. And for a period of time before Christmas, we were more difficult to beat. We were getting grinding out draws. We were, you know... Games that we should have won what we only drew. So I thought there was a bit of optimism. But we've gone back to our old ways. Seven defeats in eight. It's not good enough. Emilio, and we're getting, we're getting hammered week in, week out.
3: Who would come in then? If there's even like people like yourself who were more optimistic, you're saying, OK, <laughs> let's look at next season when Ranieri may not be there. Or I mean, it almost sounds like everybody knows he's not going to be there as a championship <laughs> manager. Who then comes in now? Is it an interim manager or is it someone that you have in mind for next season? What what would you do?
4: Yeah, if they if they was going if they're going to make another decision and release, and again, it doesn't look good. It's four years ago, five years when we got relegated. We had three managers in a season. It doesn't look good, you know, from a reputational perspective that we end up changing the manager twice a season. Hmm. Scott Parker seems to be the obvious choice. He's there as a coach. He's played at the club previously. Am I a fan of Scott Parker? Maybe <sighs> I reserve that. that those thoughts or nothing. I'm not a big fan of Scott Parker. I think he. He's brought bad news to the club when we got relegated. He saw, He went off when when the club wasn't going anywhere two or three years back. Now he's come back, supposedly disappointed. He didn't. He wasn't offered the job back in October, November when Jukanovic went. So, right? Do so I think Scott Parker's the right man for the club? I personally don't want him, but there's many fans out there who, who say, "Well, let's give him a chance. Let's see what he can do and breed a bit of youth, confidence. Maybe we've got a, we've lost our identity. That's what I'm worried about. We've got no style of football. We've got we're a Comedy club. When it comes to purchases, the way we run the club is run. We've lost our, our values and our heritage, and I don't want that to happen going forward. Fulham is a family club, got good values, and some we've just lost that last last few months. We're a, we're a laughing stock.
3: Just to bring our listeners an update, uh, FA Trophy quarter-finals uh, between AFC Fylde and Barnett. Fylde went through on penalties in that one. So it finished 0-0 after 90 minutes, nothing separating the teams after extra time and AFC Fylde going through on penalties uh, into the semi-final. Don't forget Leighton Orient did book their place though in the semi-final, beating Brackley Town 2-1. We've got Emilio Donello from the Cottage Talks podcast on the line, just reflecting on uh, Fulham's result last night and the season as a whole. Uh, Emilio, if I take it to last night's performance. What mm. did, what what did you make of the performance? I, I mean, I watched the second half. You guys had a lot of the ball, but I I think, you know it, it does go back to the acquisitions that were made because I didn't see the quality there. It, it seemed mm-hmm. like West Ham mm-hmm. played like the counter-attacking team. But at no point did I feel like Fulham were going to score a goal. It looked like a lot of players were going through the motions like Mitrovic, mm-hmm. uh, Markovic when he come on. Uh, Tom Kearney didn't look up for it, passing the ball sideways, getting caught in possession. It, what did you make of last night's performance? Did they look like a team that was trying to
4: survive? Um, first ten fifteen minutes, and we looked hungry. We looked determined. You know, we deservedly went one 0 up. Should have been ugly stream. We should have been two 0 up until one not that horrendous miss by mm-hmm. Babel. But there was a lot of fight there. But then suddenly the controversial goal. You know, that should have been disallowed. But you know, we have some games you win, some games you don't. When it comes to those type of decisions, but that turned that turned the game completely on its head. You know, West Ham were on the ascendancy. They, did, to be honest, they deserved to go into half time two one up. They looked more dangerous every time they had the ball and. Second half, yes, we had a lot more of the ball. At times, we were playing confidently, good passing football. But we haven't got that killer pass from midfield. We haven't got a quality midfield player who can pick a pass. Sometimes a bit of long balls to Mitrovic. He didn't have, you know, he worked hard and tirelessly, but wasn't getting the service. The ball was going wide. There was a lot of misplaced passes. Every time West Ham had the ball, I worried. We conceded 15 plus corners. Every time they had a corner. We were liable to concede, so uh, that's the worry. Amelia,
0: that's a worry. you wouldn't you wouldn't blame the defeat on uh, on Hernandez punching the ball in the back of the net, then?
4: Not at all. No, as far as I'm concerned, Very Rico honest, have should have dealt with it quicker. He should have dealt with it quicker. At the end of the day, if Rico had dealt with that appropriately, then it would have been a controversial uh, goal there. But that I thought our heads dropped after that, and that's yeah. what Ranieri's there to do. Ranieri, pick your players up. Yeah. You have conceded in unfortunate circumstances, but we could have avoided that. If mm-hmm. Rico had dealt with that, come off his line and punched it more comprehensively, if he didn't, and ultimately resulted in a controversial call. But West Ham were in the ascendancy at that point. To be totally honest, they looked like they were going to score an equaliser sooner or later, and they deserved that. But second half, I thought with the ball, we were not clinical enough. We weren't creating those charges. All like you said, it's all sideways passing. You know, a bit of nice. Tom Kenny made a one good run, surging run through midfield, all to no avail. But it's that quality pass from the midfield, trying to find that right ball up to Mitrovic. We're not doing it often enough. And when it comes to defensively, we're all over the place. The marking was appalling yesterday. Plays were all a bit disorganised. Who's marking who? Some of those goals, come on. It's schoolboy defending. You uh, can't Amel- concede two, three goals a game and expect to win. That's, that's a problem. It's been yeah. a serious, you know, the story of our season. Emilio, who
3: out of this current squad... Do you think you can build a team around for next season? So, let's say that we are preparing for life in the Championship. Um, who do you think it's critical
4: stays? Oh, good question. Um, the players I want to stay, I don't think, you know, Sessegnon, uh, you know, for example. Maybe Sessegnon has struggled this season in the Premier League. So, maybe... We should negotiate selling him to a Premier League team. They have the rights to the player, but we, he, he gets to regain his confidence while playing in the, in the Championship, but not as a Fulham player. That's a possibility, because at this point, Paul lad has lost his confidence completely. Tom Kearney, again, maybe he, is he good enough to pick, you know, drop down the division. I don't think he's good enough to play in the Premier League. He's a bit too slow. Mm-hmm. He's only one-footed. As much as he's a captain of the club when he's playing, he's, he's, his confidence is shot to pieces as well. I don't think... There's many players there other than the youth. We've got to look towards the youth players. Joe Bryan, I think, is a decent fullback, but not at the Premier League level. Sergio Rico won't stay. Most of these players won't stay. They're, 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 you could argue they're better than Championship quality, but equally they're not good enough to play for a Premier League. So it's, it's a fine line because, in my opinion, many of these players won't won't stay at the club. And we need to learn our lesson here. Let's buy players who will play in the Championship that are good enough to come up and play in the Premier League. A bit like Brighton, like Wolverhampton Wanderers have done this season. That's what we're missing. We bought Tchabasic players. We didn't invest in players that are good enough to play in the Premier League. And we've, we've been found out.
0: Yeah, I mean... Hence it's... To
4: all their panic buys last summer. I,
0: well, I'm going to go back to what we were saying earlier, Amelia, about, you know, how much oh. how much of a board getting stick for this. Because oh. I think you're right. Players like Mitrovic, I mean, he's not going to stick around, is he? No, no. Is, is not he not? Calling. I mean,
3: I, I I almost feel like the jury's still out on him being no. a Premier League player.
4: Where where would he get mm. a move to in the Premier League? I, th- I To be honest, I... I, I I he's I've regained his confidence. I, mean, I at times we've seen the Newcastle Mitrovic at times but that's because he's been devoid of any 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 service this season. Some games poor guys running you know, all alone at top of the top end of the pitch no service lost no you know got no one no one to interact with and when since Babel's come on well, but them are sort of linking up mm. quite well but equally he's not he's got not enough service so he's not going to score enough goals but he's good enough to play in the Premier League. The question is yeah. can we get 40 50 million for him to bank that money and and build a couple get a couple of youngsters who can maybe do an adequate job in the championship, but have also got the potential to play in the Premier League. That's the key thing here. You can't buy players to get you out of the championship that aren't capable of playing in the Premier League. That's what we didn't do. It was a great achievement to get promoted, but on paper, the team that got us promoted are not good enough for the Premier League. And that's why we're in the mess we're in and we've bought individual players who have failed at this level miserably.
3: Well, Emilio, it's a tough time, I know, as a Fulham fan, but (laughs) chin up, son, and try and keep that optimism flowing. That's Emilio Danello from the Cottage Talks podcast. Uh, Not much to be positive about. I might query 40, 50 million for Mitrovic uh, coming in, but uh, he thinks there's going to be a mass exodus in the summer and couldn't really name any players to build a team around next year. More frighteningly, I believe, for Fulham.
1: on 116-123. That's 116-123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: It's the 90th minute. And all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are round. You've got your Medugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At Participating Restaurants. 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms supply. See McDonald's.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport powered by
4: fans.